listening to Ethosphere. Now here's your host, my dad. Hello, all, and welcome to Ethosphere. As always, I am your host, Nathan Alex Orona, and I'd like to start by apologizing for last week. Last week, in my fervor, I forgot to say Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, no matter the circumstances that hang over us, a new year is always a time of rebirth. It's a time of reflection and resolution. So Happy New Year, and let's get into today's episode. In the true spirit of the new year, today we are going to talk about rewriting our narrative. How do we build a new self, an authentic self, while honoring our past and looking to the future? It may be that you are in need of a complete overhaul, a restoration from top to bottom. It may be that you just need to tweak a few things. Either way, this can be a frightening task. Where do I even begin, you might ask? Well, we will look to the end of our story. And I'll get into that in just a few minutes. But first, I'd like to start with a reading of a few words from the Zen monk and master Thich Nhat Hanh. This is coming from a book called The Pocket Thich Nhat Hanh. And it is two different uh, excerpts that I'm just kind of blending together. So here we go. Our minds create everything. The majestic mountaintop, brilliant with snow, is you yourself when you contemplate it. Its existence depends on your awareness. When you close your eyes, as long as your mind is present, the mountain is there. Sitting in meditation with several sense windows closed, you feel the presence of the whole universe. Why? Because the mind is there. If your eyes are closed, it is so that you can see better. The sights and sounds of the world are not your enemies. Your enemy is forgetfulness, the absence of mindfulness. And now to the next excerpt. This one's entitled, Your True Home. Your true home is in the here and now. It is not limited by time, space, nationality, or race. Your true home is not an abstract idea. It is something you can touch and live in every moment. With mindfulness and concentration, the energies of the Buddha, you can find your true home in the full relaxation of your mind and body in the present moment. No one can take it away from you. Other people can occupy your country. They can even put you in prison, but they cannot take away your true home and your freedom. So this may sound a little counterintuitive, but building on that, building on the idea that no one can take away your true freedom, which is, or your true home, which is the present moment. Um, we are going to look towards our end today, the end of our story. So, like I said, this may seem a little bit counterintuitive, even a little bit morbid, but you are going to let your ending inform the present. So how do we do that? So when it comes to rewriting our narrative, if you remember last week, um, we talked about rewriting our narrative, rewriting our story, 
taking charge of our life, understanding that life is the practice and we have the power to really develop our authentic self the way that we want to do that. So I've found that one of the best ways to do this is to look to our death. Now, I know this is where the where I said this, this may be a little morbid, um, but if there's anything that we've learned from the existential philosophers um, and therapists is that just because there is death in the world, just because we know that one day we will pass away, it doesn't have to be a subject of doom and gloom. We can, we can understand that there is also the poetry that comes in death that is the manifestation of our life. So because we're, we know that we are finite creatures, we can develop a beautiful life um, until we reach that end. So in rewriting our narrative, and really the hopes are to inform the present, because you're going to you're going to use what you do, uh, what you look towards, uh, to develop affirmations for your present moment. So how do we do that? It's simple. If you were, if your spirit were hovering over your funeral, or your wake, what would you want the people that are participating in your funeral that have come to see you off in your journey to the other side? What would you want them to say about you? Sit down, figure that out, write it out. What would that sound like? To me, I would hope that it would sound something like, Nathan was a very caring, kind, thoughtful individual. Whenever, you were, whenever I was around him, I had a sense of calm. Or, you know, there were times when he could be funny, so he put me at ease with his humor. Um, he always thought of others before he thought of himself. Nathan was the type of person that I aspire to be. This is what, I don't know if people say these things about me, but as I live my everyday life, um, I hope that my encounters with other people are positive. So I hope that in the end, if I were that fly on the wall, if I were that my spirit hovering above my funeral, listening to what people said, these are the things that I hope they would say about me. He's kind, he's giving, he's thoughtful. He's always thinking of others before himself. He sets my mind at ease. When I'm around him, I'm, I'm at peace. Um, he's goofy sometimes, which also puts me at ease. He never puts me down or says an unkind word to me. These are the things that you need to be writing down. What do you want others to say about you? Because once you write that down, that's what you're going to bring into the practice of rewriting your narrative. So I'm now going to reread what I wrote last week in last week's episode um, when I was practicing writing my narrative, and we can even go further uh, than that. So 
What I want you to do is think to the end and then start writing your narrative. I wrote one just as an as short example um, for last week's episode, but maybe we can fine tune that a little bit. So here it goes. This is what I wrote last for last episode. Like the ocean, I am fierce. I know my worth and carry it into my every endeavor. I enjoy knowing that others find me to be a source of calm. My own calm comes from the fact that I am committed to mastering the waves of life. I have learned from treading the turbulent waters to relax when I need to relax and to endure when I need to endure. My deepest joy comes from understanding that the final destination is not the shore. Yet it is about the things that I learn from the swim. Every stroke of the arm, kick of the leg, thrust of the body, turn of the head, and heavy draw of the breath. Like the ocean, I am fierce. So that's what I wrote uh, just as an example of how to rewrite our narratives, how to rewrite our stories. Um, so if I were to bring some of that, what I just said today, you know, the, f- the first couple of sentences I might change around a little bit, because like I said, you can pick out from your story what you're going to focus on throughout a one week period. And then in the second week, pick out another part of your story and try to live live that as well. And what do I mean by that? So the beginning of that was like the ocean, I am fierce. I know my worth and carry it into my every endeavor. And so my affirmation from that, I could add, I know my worth and carry it into my every endeavor. I am worthy. I enjoy knowing that others find me to be a source of calm. I am peace. I am calm. I am hopeful that I can be the peace in another person's life. So this is how you would start building that story, rebuilding your narrative, start making these affirmations and as if you already are that thing. I am someone's peace. I know that my little girl has looked to me and said, you know what? I just feel safe when you're around. My 12-year-old has said this to me. So I know that I'm doing something at least partially right for her to feel that calm and that peace when dad is around. Um, And if that's the only thing that is said at the end of my life, then I have lived a really good life. If that's what's said by anyone at my funeral when I pass away, then I have lived a very good life. Um, I didn't realize that was going to make me as emotional as it did, but you know, my little one is my wife and my child are my world. So I have to wake up every day and make that conscious choice, right? Going back to existentialism, make the choice to build and live a life worth existing in. So You take those affirmations, week one, right? So that affirmation was, I know my worth and I carry it into my every endeavor. I am worthy. And you can even build on to that. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of trust. 
I am worthy of other people's positive emotions. And you take that and you carry that into the world. If you, if you listen to my episode about uh, carrying your sacredness, carrying your sacred space into the world, this is very much within that vein. But this is more of just a way of building and thinking, right? Because like my therapist said, if you listen to the last episode, she said, and I still am in awe of this each time I kind of think about it. And I was talking to her, if you remember, about just wanting to make it to the shore. I've been treading water so long. And she said to me, if you don't find ways to deal with the things that placed you in the ocean, you'll only carry them onto the shore. So what are the things in the present moment, even if you are treading water, even if you are still in the ocean, how are you building your future up on the shore? How are you learning to endure? What are you doing to embrace your resiliency? What are you doing to cultivate your spirit so that when you get onto the shore, you can have uh, the grace and the poise to not only better your own life, but to be that peace, to be that stability in other people's lives. So that at the end, beyond the shore, People can look at you and say, this was a person I aspire to be like. And the way that you do that is by practicing every day in a manner, right? Life is the practice. You practice in a manner that you are already these things that you aspire to be. I am peace. I am calm. I am not my depression right? But let's not look to the negative. I am not my anxiety, but we're not looking to the negative. I am calm. I am peace. I spread this in every movement I make, in every moment I am with another person. I am worthy. And this is, this is the practice. This is, this is how you start to rewrite your narrative. And, you know, like everything else, you can't just get in your car all the time and go. It needs oil changes. You need to put gas in. Uh, you need to rotate the tires. Maybe you need new tires. Uh, maybe you need, you know, they say these new cars don't need a tune-up, but your, your everyday life, you can be fine-tuning these things. And your narrative can always change. It's fluid. So I think I'm going to stop there. We're right past the 15-minute mark or so. Um... But I'm going to stop there. So think to the end to rewire your present, right? How is your looking towards your end? And I hope that doesn't depress a lot of people. I mean this to be a positive uh, experiment, um, a positive exercise. How does your end, how can your end, thinking about your end, present itself and lend to the present moment? So I hope all of you um, have a great week. It is tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. Um, I hope most of y'all have the day off. Enjoy, relax, reflect, um, and try to start try to start this practice of rewriting your narrative. And as always, if you have any questions, you can write to me at ethosphere at gmail.com. 
Um, I can't promise that I will always get to it right away as I work full time. I'm also a father and a husband. And so I may not always get to your questions right away. So forgive me for that. But I love you. And peace be with you.